I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so excited to have my next guest, uh, Casey Adams, who is the co-founder of Media Kits, which you may be familiar with. He's also just recently uh, launched another company, which he is the co-founder of, called Listener FM and host of The Casey Adams Show. So, and it's called Listener FM or Listener... L- Listener FM, that is it. <laughs> Listener FM, there you go. I'm very, very excited to hear more about it. And as I mentioned, Casey's company, Media Kits, that he co-founded, is a creator analytics uh, company, and it was acquired last year. Congratulations. And now uh, he's on to the next disruptive idea, uh, <laughs> Listener FM, and I'm super excited to hear about his journey and everything that he's up to. And then, of course, uh, he uh, is the host of the Casey Adams Show, which has an amazing backstory, too, that I can't wait to hear more about it. So welcome, Casey. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Kara. It's, it's my pleasure to be here. Very excited. So before we get into hearing about uh, your newest company, I'd love... Oh, and actually, before we hear about your previous company, Media Kits, I'd love to hear more about your early years. So you have a... Uh, you know, really, really interesting background of uh, starting a podcast at age 17, I think. But what was yeah. going on even before then? Like, what what was Casey doing? Was he this serial entrepreneur in the making? Uh, did you know this was all going to be happening in your life? Yeah, well, again, I appreciate you so much for having me on the show, Kara. You know, my entrepreneurial journey started in a very unconventional way. And and for context, I, I grew up in a, a small town in Virginia. I'm one of three boys. So I grew up with two older brothers. And growing up, you know, I was always competitive. I played sports my whole life, played hockey for 10 years, picked up a hockey stick when I was three years old. That led to lacrosse and then eventually led to playing football in uh, early high school, freshman, sophomore year. And, you know, I grew up very entrepreneurial in the sense of, you know, I was the guy that was wanting to... Uh, shovel the driveways when it snowed and, you know, make a quick five bucks. I was the guy that was creating these different bracelets and selling them to people at my local pool just to, you know, get some money to go to the movies with my friends. Right. And, you know, I didn't come from a entrepreneurial family. My mom's been a special ed teacher for as long as I can remember. And my dad's worked at a tobacco company called Philip Morris. And what really changed in my life that opened up my eyes to this whole world of business and entrepreneurship was sophomore year of high school, I'm is the first day of practice when you put the pads on when you're playing football. And I end up getting injured literally day one sophomore year when I'm about to go play varsity football. And it was an injury in my neck that in the moment, it wasn't something where I was rushed to the hospital, but I end up going to the hospital, excuse me, the doctor the next day, I'm getting x-rays on my neck because I had excruciating pain. And the doctor 
says to me, I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is you're not paralyzed, which could have been the outcome here. And the good and the bad news is you can never play football again and you have to be in a neck brace for six months due to the instability of your spine. And this was a 15, 16 year old kid that his entire identity was tied to athletics. And like, that's all I knew. And it quickly spiraled me down into the first three months of depression and not knowing what I wanted to do with my life or my time and just filled with anger. Hmm. And that quickly, I shouldn't say quickly, but that slowly transitioned into me diving into these different rabbit rabbit holes on social media of business and entrepreneurship from just spending all the time in the world on my cell phone. And, you know, I come across people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Tony Robbins and like these digital entrepreneurial figures. And coming out of that neck brace injury, I was obsessed with social media and content creation and started learning about all things digital advertising, Facebook Facebook ad buying, Google Google ad buying. And I started my first company when I was 16, which was just doing Facebook ads for local businesses in my area, my chiropractor, my dentist, my, my local sports shop. And that quickly just led me down that path of business and entrepreneurship where I like to say I, I got the bug. And that's what really led me to all the future endeavors, which was podcasts and, and media kits and much more, which we'll get into. So it, it's so funny that, you know, you as you describe that, I mean, it's it's those those dark and gnarly uh, times in your life. And you look back, as Steve Jobs would say, connect the <laughs> dots, right? That you're like, yes. wow, that had to happen in order for me to really realize um, what I'm supposed to be doing, right? What I'm supposed Absolutely. to be, uh, why I'm on uh, this planet, you know, where my journey is going to be um, kind of headed. Uh, but yeah. I think as I always share with people, you never really know what seems like a crooked line. Actually, there's a reason for it. So you're the founder of Media Kits. So why did you decide to start this company? I mean, what made you believe that there was this hole in the market that <laughs> you really had an idea to solve? Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, that Steve Jobs quote is one of my favorite quotes. And I, I always mention it because I really don't know where I would be if, if that neck brace injury didn't happen in my life. But Media Kit, so just for context for everyone, so we created a platform at Media Kits, which is the easiest way for creators of all kinds, podcasters, musicians, uh, just social media creators to create a media kit or more so a, a digital resume using real-time data and analytics. And how this business and idea came about was my co-founder and, and really just best friend at the time. Back in 2018, when I was just get started my podcast, I'm a year into it. I'm interviewing tons of great entrepreneurs and founders and creators and people that I was just so grateful to have the opportunity to connect with. We initially got the idea because one of our good friends was a big automotive YouTuber. His name goes by, he goes by the name JR Garage. He had about 600, 700,000 YouTube subscribers at the time. And he knew we were in the marketing space. So he came to us and said, hey guys, uh, Pennzoil reached out to me to do a brand deal. They asked me for my media kit. I don't know what that is. Like, can you guys make me one? So we're like, sure. We, we Google, what is a media kit? We're like, oh, it's like you're all your social media data and your analytics and just more so your resume as a creator. Perfect. So we go on Canva, Photoshop. We take about an hour, hour and a half to make this media kit. We send it to him. He gets the deal. And then three weeks later, he comes back to us and says, hey guys, uh, we, I got the deal, but Ferrari contacted me. They want to fly me down to Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, they asked me for my media kit again, but I had a viral video really pop off since then. And I want to change all of my data because it's, it's all inaccurate now. 
I've grown 100,000 subscribers, et cetera. So we did that for him. But then we asked ourselves, you know, why isn't there a way for creators to create a media kit that never gets outdated, that you can easily share through a link? And on the flip side, why isn't there a way for brands to view verified and trustworthy creator data? Because it's so easy to say you have X engagement or you have X amount of followers when it's just not true. So that's when we had the idea. But what happens, and I think this happens a lot with entrepreneurs in their journey, is the timing for us wasn't right. I was just graduating high school. My, I was really ramping up my podcast and figuring out how I'm going to move across the country to Arizona. And we ended up shelving the idea. We're like, hey, we've never raised capital. We, we don't know anything about tech. Like, Let's pause. And then fast forward to 2020, I'm now living in Arizona with my roommate and still best friend, Kieran. And we really saw this rise in TikTok creators. And just when TikTok was really blowing up late 2019, early 2020, we revisited this idea and, and what led to us really seeing that hole in the market, as you said, was just we're like, hey, these TikTok creators, in a sense, are being minted overnight. People are growing tens or hundreds of thousands of followers. And this idea for a, a real-time data uh, media kit, like no one's done it the way we, we think it should be done. So that led to early to mid-2020. We started really putting our ideas together, bootstrapping it initially just with our own resources and trying to get a sense of what it could look like. And after we were surveying dozens of creators in both of our networks, after having you know the podcast for a couple of years and all these great people to talk to about it, we quickly validated the idea. And then early 2021, we went out to go fundraise for the product. And six months later, we raised $1.5 million and then launched in uh, August of 2021. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, Term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com 
slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, The Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's amazing. And you were acquired. I mean, that was fast. I mean, (laughs) really, really fast. How did that all come about? Yeah. So, you know, we were, we launched the product, as I said, August, 2021, and we got acquired September, 2022. So just about a year into it. And, you know, this was my first time raising any side of outside capital. And you know, I always like to tell people because I think it's so contextual to just the way I've gone about my journey, which before raising any capital, I've probably done over 200 plus interviews on my podcast from founders to venture capitalists, to just creators, everyone from many walks of life. And, you know, my whole idea for the podcast was always to just create not only great relationships with but trusted people in my network that I could run ideas by and, you know, collaborate with in some way, shape or form. So when we went out to go raise capital, out of the 37 angel investors that we had and a couple of funds here and there, probably about 90% of them, as I like to say, were from my podcast or previous guests on my show that I've nurtured these relationships mm-hmm. with. And that process of being able to you know, have great mentors and peers in my corner truly helped us. 
And, you know, fast forward to launching and then acquisition, you know, we launched in August in the first, probably we like to say 60 days, we sort of fell flat, meaning we were two non-technical co-founders that didn't have any experience launching a tech product. We were building our, you know, a scrappy product. And we had this big launch party with Khalifa came to perform. We had 700 creators there. And the first 60 days, like things were breaking and we didn't know how to fix it. And we were just working with the resources that we had. And then sure enough, you know, 60, 90 days into it, we started really to gain traction when we launched these different integrations, TikTok integration, Twitch integration. And we were able to grow from pretty much 500 to 1,000 creators in the platform to over 10,000 within a 60, 90 day period. And wow. that quickly ramped up to over 25,000 creators on the platform in early 2022. And, you know, we were in this phase of the business where we were growing, we found early signs of product market fit, and we were going down the path of raising a formal seed round. We were really getting all of our ducks in a row. And that's when just the organic conversation of an acquisition uh, came about really. And I like to say through LinkedIn, right? Like the, I always used to wonder myself as a young founder and I'm 22 now and we started the company, I was 20. Like, you know, how do acquisitions come about? Obviously focus on product, focus on customers, focus on building a great uh, company. But it was just the CEO of Viral Nation messaged me on LinkedIn. We started having a couple just open discussions about what we're building and how we could partner. And that quickly led to just a whole conversation about acquisition. And uh, we were able to, to get that done and truly align with the brand and what they're doing in the creator ecosystem. Um, and that's what really led to it. That's wild. So you were not like shopping at, at that time, like saying, I got to get the hell out of Dodge. I mean, you they had, uh, you guys just connected on LinkedIn. It, it's that's that's amazing. You know, it's it's interesting. We had Sam Parr from the Hustle on, and uh, Sam kind of said the same thing that it was like somebody HubSpot had reached out and said, um, you know, we should do something together and in some way. And that's when you know he suggested you guys should just buy us. Like, I mean, it would make so much sense. And he and he said afterwards, like, I I don't even know. Like, the words just started coming out of my mouth. I wasn't necessarily <laughs> like serious about it. I was just like, oh my god, we're we're like a major uh, win for you guys. You should just buy yeah. us. And then all of a sudden, he was like, suddenly it was real and. They were buying us, but yeah. so I always like I love those stories of how that comes about because it's um, it happens more than more often than not in every single industry. So totally, no, I, I love that story. <laughs> it's fascinating. So, uh, what have you learned about launching a company? You've you've now launched one and sold it. What have you learned that nobody mentioned uh, to you before that is? Uh, that, that maybe is like, you know, challenging or uh, I always think like there's so many different aspects to launching a company. It's not just about having a great product and a great service, but what else would you add? Yeah, you know, I I truly think, especially for our, our product like MediaCast, like it was all about like staying boots on the ground with the creators. We like to say we were building a creator first company. And, and at the end of the day, that led to like, needing to have conversations with as many creators as possible like to truly get the feedback. And there's a quote um, from the one of the co-founders of Airbnb. I, I don't want to butcher it, but it's something along the lines of just in the early days, like do things that aren't scalable. And of course, this could be like polar opposite advice to some people. But I think just 
in the earliest days of a company, even what we're doing now at, at Listener, it's like, how can you be so hands-on with the end result of your product, whether that's just how it looks, how it feels, like getting as much feedback as possible mm-hmm. as a co-founder, as a CEO, because I think it's so easy to live in you know, the clouds of projections and trying to build the biggest brand, like a great brand and communicate effectively. But it's like, if no one likes it, if no one's willing to give it a try, if people get stuck in the process, um, you're just doing yourself a disservice. So I think from for me, and more so that one of the biggest lessons I learned is just in the earliest days, it's so important to just do things that are, as I said, un, not scalable, the communication with people on social media and the DMs, like be so hands-on where the interactions you're having with you know, potential users, potential customers are prioritized because if you can get, you know, that simple law, like a thousand true fans, if you can build out that initial base for whether that's a CPG product or, you know, a tech product, in my opinion, I think that in the earliest days, getting people to know you, to like you, to trust you by effective communication and just being super hands-on is a very critical aspect to not only establishing yourself, but just understanding what people do or don't want yeah, no, I think that's really critical. And then also, I mean, obviously you have a podcast, so you know this because you're interviewing yeah. lots of people, but I think it's also important to get your story out there, like why you're doing something, because you never know who's listening, right? Yeah. And not only for um, to sort of watch you and kind of what you're doing, but also to you know build awareness of your brand. I'd love for you to sort of give your thoughts on that too to founders, because so often they're sitting... They're, you know, sitting in their hole, like trying to create their company, but you, you really do have to embrace kind of getting your story out there too. Absolutely. You know, I, it's so funny that you, you brought this up because I literally, I, yesterday I, I saw a clip that Gary Vee posted and it was him talking to this lady who has a nonprofit and her goal was to change the world. And she had this massive ambition and dreams. And he asked her one question. He said, how many videos are you putting out a week? And she kind of dodged the questions like, oh, no, we're trying to make it perfect. And we're trying to tell a story organically. And, and then he's like, how many videos are you putting out a week? And then her partner jumped in and was like, you know, like maybe one every two weeks. Like we're really trying to figure that out. And he's like, how do you expect to change the world and get your message out there if you're putting out one video a week? <laughs> and it, it tied into this whole so idea of storytelling and just putting yourself out there. Right. I think and I think you hit it the nail on the head. In the earliest days, you need to be the biggest in forever, but you need to be the biggest evangelist for what you're building so that people are even aware of it, whether that's organic content on social or telling your friends and families. Um, I just think that, as you said, like, it's such an important factor of telling your story. And I think just from my experience having a podcast the last five and a half years and doing hundreds of interviews, you know, people may know Twitch or Netflix and these massive companies, but what is the story behind it? People fall in love with stories. If you think about any film or character that you love so much, like people don't love it for a one specific moment in a film. It's you love the story and the anticipation and the, the relationship that you're building with the character. And I think same goes with building a brand, with building a product, building a community is embracing the story and, and really just sharing it in, a, in the most authentic way that you can, because that's what people can attach themselves to and more so be a part of. It's funny that you say that. I'll, I'll never forget in the early days, I mean, Hint is 18 years old. And I remember in the early days of Hint, the first couple of years, we were, I was on 
uh, vacation with my family and we're sitting by the pool and I'm drinking a bottle of Hint. And I was talking to my daughter and this woman walked up to me and she said, can I ask you, where did you get that bottle of Hint? And we really, <laughs> we were in St. Simon's Island and, uh, okay. off in, you know, you know where that is and in, in Georgia. Yeah. We didn't really have that much distribution there, but we were in a store called Harris Teeters there. So I told her, I said, oh, I just bought it at Harris Teeter down the street. And she said, oh, it's it's so interesting. I just saw this segment on CNBC and it was uh, that the founder uh, was on how I made my millions. And she didn't recognize me because I had my hair in a ponytail. You know, I was in my bathing suit. I was just, I think I had a hat on. And I said, oh, really? And she said, yeah, I've been wanting to try that product because I heard her story about being addicted to diet soda. And that's, that's been my problem. And I'm, I'm dying to try the product. And so I said, oh yeah, gosh, you know what? I have an extra bottle here. You take it. And she said, oh my gosh, thank you. I'll pay you back. And I'm no problem. And then it was funny because I saw her hours later and my daughter was kind of laughing. She was like, do you think she knew who you were? And I'm like, no, like, you know, she didn't. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And then later I saw her at dinner and she said, oh, wow. Like, you know, I tried the product. Thank you so much. It's so great. And, and then, uh, she said, uh, she started looking at me and I thought, okay, now she knows who I am. And she said, so wait, do you work for the company? And I said, I do, I do work for the company, but she, I'm sure she will tell that story for a long time. Right. And like, and again, like she was taking that story and she was placing it into her own life. Absolutely. Right. And it's that and, is so great. And what's so funny is you just never know where people are listening and what they do is they grab onto these stories. And yeah. so anyway, long winded uh way of of uh you know saying what I think all founders need to do in every single industry is like you've got to yeah. advocate and sort of share your story because that's how you're going to be able, whether you're doing videos or whether you're getting on interviews, you have to talk about it and it has to, that's how it gets relevant for consumers. Absolutely. I, I love that story, by the way. <laughs> it's hysterical. So, so listener FM, talk to me a little bit about this. How did this come about? Yeah. You know, listener FM, just for context, you know, we built a product that is the post-production, your best friend as a podcaster when it comes to everything post-production. So we created a way where we use AI to take your audio file and turn it into ready-to-use content for your podcast and really how this came about and why I believe it's important. So as we've talked about on the show so far, I've had a podcast five and a half years, started when I was 17. And over the last five and a half years, not only has podcasting continued to grow year over year, but this idea of what it takes to run a podcast, I mean, you get it. It's, there's a lot of work that goes into it from booking the guests, from scheduling, from actually recording it to the everything in post-production. And I just wanted to solve a problem for what I've dealt with, which means every I look at podcasting in three buckets. You have the first bucket, which is what we're doing now. We're recording it. It's the fun part. We're engaging. To skip over the second one to number three is also the exciting part. The content's ready to go. It's getting uploading it. You're sharing it on social and people are listening to it, which is great. But the second bucket is where a lot of podcasters, A, fail, B, give up, or they think is too much, or you have to bring on a team to help, which is all things 
post-production, getting their episode ready to post, creating the clips, doing all the stuff that makes it go live. So what we built is an easy way for podcasters to hopefully save time in that section two process where you know we create SEO optimized titles, show summaries, timestamps, blog posts, social content. And that's the early stage of the product now. And it came from just this need of what I believed what AI could do for podcasters in a niche specific way. And it kind of just came about that way. They wanted to solve my own problem as a podcaster that's been doing it for almost six years. And we launched it, you know, probably 90 days ago. And to my point of what we were talking about earlier, we've just been spending all of our time, not marketing, yes, telling our story, but talking to potential users and tapping into my network of podcasters and people that could use it just to get as much feedback as possible in these early days. And it's it's been awesome to see it organically grow and uh, just the beginning. That's awesome. So how have you gotten the product out there so far? I mean, it's just, a, like you said, it's out there, but it's, have you just been sharing it with your networks and no yeah, focus I, groups per se? <laughs> you're, I, you know, that, that's so old school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's a, a lot on Twitter, actually. I think one thing that we did at Media Kits, which I am a big proponent of, is just, I think Twitter is such a fast paced social platform where you know, you could look up, you could search the word podcast and then instantly see 50 tweets that went out five seconds ago that are saying, hey, my podcast just went live. Hey, this podcast just went live. So just, you know, in a, in a bootstrap strappy mentality from doing things on Twitter, like reaching out to podcasters in a genuine way, whether that's with an audio message or just a, you know, a truly crafted message to their show and trying to get feedback from people that have podcasts. Um, but even more so, like t- being able to tap into my audience of, of people that follow me that have been on my show uh, and that have podcasts. I'm, I'm lucky to know a, a lot of podcasters over the years, and I, I've been on a ton myself, including yours, which, which is uh, incredible. So just like being able to get that first 10, 20, 50 people to A, like go through the process, B, like get feedback so that we can iterate. That's been the um, the focus right now. And, you know, I think just with everything that we're doing, we want to truly be um, not only the podcaster's best friend in the post-production process, but to help create a better listener experience, which goes into our, our roadmap of what we want to build as the all-in-one podcast tool. Well, and I had a chance to try it and it's great. <laughs> and, uh, and you and I were chatting about it. It's, it's, uh, you know, definitely going to save a lot of time, especially, Thank on you. The, you know, SEO front and, and, uh, it's, it's really, really great. And, like you said, AI, I think is going to change a lot of things for people, but there's, there are so many different options out there for AI right now. I think actually you've honed in on what podcasters need and how it can be used effectively. So really, really terrific. And I can't, I can't wait to see sort of the next iterations of it. Um, for sure. It's, It's really, really great. So every startup, uh, every founder has stories along the way where you had to, uh, you know, get back up after you've had a challenging time. Um, any big blunders out there that you've, you felt like, oh, I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to be able to do- get back up again, but you did, um, obviously. And, uh, you know, what'd you learn from that experience? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. And, I, you know, every entrepreneur understands that you're going to get hit and pushed down so many times. And I think just what comes to mind initially, right? And when we were fundraising for media kits, right? Like getting 
10, 15, 20 no's back to back to back is just it feels like the equivalent of getting kicked in the face and saying, oh, I'm not good enough. Right. And, you know, I, I think just whether that's fundraising or product, like there's been so many things that I felt that we've blundered. For example, on our the day of launch, when we have this big launch party in LA, like our whole website and <laughs> our whole like application wasn't even working. It was kind of those things that like, hey, put it on the calendar and figure it out and get it done by then, right? Like give yourself six weeks to do something or give yourself six days and you're going to fill the fill the gap with you know the time necessary. Um, but I think the one just blunder with fundraising was just, you know, getting kicked in the face so many times to then, I think in entrepreneurship, you you can experience such highs and so many lows where, you know, I remember so vividly we were getting no's and we were getting no's and maybe we got a first check in the door here and there. But there was a moment, this is 2021, given times I feel like for investors were much, much different. But there was this guy who you may or may not know him. His name is Balaji Srinivasan, who is like very big on Twitter, a big tech investor. Um, he was the CTO of Coinbase for a while. And I remember just sending him this like super authentic, short but impactful DM on Twitter. And one of the, it's, it was the funniest story because he literally responded back and said, send me your deck and send me your wire instructions. If I like it, you'll, you'll see money in your account. Oh my and God. this is like someone that I was like, A, I was just grateful to hear back from him. He's someone that I follow and respect as an entrepreneur. And um, I remember, you know, after days or weeks of just barely building any momentum, we wake up the next day and boom, like he wired and he was now part of the, the team and everything. And then that's when we started having conversations with him where I think just in entrepreneurship, you experience so many highs and lows of one day you could be having the worst day ever. Everything's going wrong. Your website doesn't work. Your engineers are, you know, they can't make progress. But then the following day, you could bring on someone very influential that can not only be a, a great guide and advisor, but, you know, that believes in you. And, and I think sometimes that, um, that, you know, that belief outside of you and your core team is so strong and great to have feedback from. So I think that's just one story that I think is a great example. No, I love it. That's great. So uh, founders and entrepreneurs don't always get credit for the really hard things that they know that they developed. I, you know, talk a lot about when I was uh, creating Hint that, you know, everyone told us that you can't create a product using real uh, fruit that doesn't have preservatives in it. And I just kept asking why. Like, you know, how come? Like, and they were like, you know, many people just said, get out of here. You know, I don't have time to explain the world to you. But there were other people who were like, I don't know. And so I just kept asking until I would get the answers along the way. And we ended up creating the first product that actually was using real stuff and didn't use, still doesn't use uh, preservatives in it. And so then it became an industry standard uh, for products that they didn't actually have to um, use preservatives in the products. And, um, you know, that's not part of our um, front-facing message for marketing hint, um, but I'm really proud of it um, for an industry, right? Um, Is there anything like that that you feel like you're really proud of? right? That you can pat yourself on the back <laughs> for, you'll tell friends, you'll tell your your parents who will always be proud of you, but something that, you know, maybe you just don't always get credit for. That's a great question. You know, I, the way I love to 
live my life and in business and personal life is just this pure essence of positivity and authenticity when it comes to connecting with people. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think everyone can sort of take a moment and identify if someone said like, what's your superpower? Um, like, what is it? And maybe you don't know, but for a lot of people, maybe you say like, hey, I'm, I'm good at this. And for me, ever since I was 16, 17, I have always been so curious about the world, about people's stories. That's why I believe I've been so consistent and in love with the this idea of podcasting, right? And I think sometimes, especially in the early days of having a podcast, like it's like, oh, no one's listening. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? You know, no one's sponsoring it. You're not working with brands. Like, why are you spending so much time that maybe you could be putting into a true business? And for me, I've just always been so passionate and proud to prioritize relationships because I believe in any business you are in the people business, right? From from the executive level, from a customer level, from your team. Obviously, you know, in nowadays when you think about AI, things are uh, shifting and changing and ever evolving. But at the end of the day, you're in the people business. And I believe this idea of being kind and prioritizing quality relationships and doing the right thing mm-hmm. is at the end of the day, the most important, A, like character builder and true and just, confidence builder, right? Like if you can go to sleep at night and say, hey, I've always put my best foot forward. I wanted to prioritize people and be a true listener and be curious about what they have to say versus, you know, always just being someone that wants to talk and share your opinion and never truly listen. Um, I think just this this art of listening and being curious is something I'm very proud of. And I always try to keep it as the North Star of just how I live my life and how I run my business. I love it. Well, Casey, thank you so much for coming on. You are such a pleasure to to uh, hear you, all of your lessons and so inspiring for sure. And uh, everybody needs to check out Media Kits and Listener FM and obviously the Casey Adams show too. I was just recently on uh, yes, the show. Are. was super exciting. So uh Definitely would love, love, love to stay in touch and um, and just see everything that you're doing uh, for sure on Twitter. We'll definitely um, yes. stay connected that way for sure. But um, but I love it. We'll have all the info for everything in the show notes too. But thanks again. Really Incredible. appreciate you and everything you're up to. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Kara. It was an absolute pleasure. I had so much fun. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023 and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head-on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. 
This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.